all we ever did was work and, and dream that there was got to be a better life for ourselves. And, and we worked a farm. And we loved the outdoors. We, we loved adventure. And we dreamed of Alaska. So one day we decided to slaughter all the animals and put the farm up for sale, put a few in the freezer, <laughs> and, and, and move with a pile of cash to Alaska and, 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 and start our, our dream together. So we arrive and we outfit ourselves with everything that we might need. So I started with ATVs. My wife started with snow machines. And... <laughs> And, and we hit it hard. We did all kinds of crazy and, in, and, and incredible adventures, and it just wasn't quite enough. So about a year ago, we decided that we were going to step it up a notch. And we, my, my wife, rather, uh, got us set up to go snow machining north of Fairbanks in January. Great time of year to be in Fairbanks, or north of Fairbanks. And we started off at 30 below zero. It was crisp. And... <laughs> By the end of the trip, it had dropped down to a nice warm 50 below, and we were in a tent. So, so that was the beginning of, of our year, and the trip after trip after trip, it was just one more crazy thing after another, and by the time the snow was gone, we said, you know, we're on a, we're on a roll. So we challenged ourselves even further and said, you know, a thousand hours in a hundred days would be a great challenge for us. And so we embarked on a very detailed plan to make that happen. Well, a lot of you out there, I'm sure, do trips in Alaska. That's something that many of us have come here to do. Or if you're born here, I've heard lots of stories, and we're inspired by all these stories that we hear, and we try to do all the things that we have ever seen or heard. Um, what makes us perhaps a little bit, you know, challenged uh, is that we've got this little logistics problem. In all these trips, we bring our kids. And I see a lot of kids out in the wilderness, and it's great to see kids out in the wilderness. We have 10. <laughs> My wife's the real hero here because... Um, <laughs> the youngest was three weeks old when she floated her first river. And actually, two weeks old. She was three weeks when she floated the Yukon. And and it <laughs> there there are some challenges when bringing a entire preschool out on the river <laughs> that I had never anticipated. I'm used to you know farming, and now I've got to take care of kids who you know would rather bring a dry bag of Barbies and dinosaurs, which has happened. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, so, so we try to have some basic guidelines, and we try to live by charity and patience and kindness, you know, the virtues. But as a father of 10, I've realized I now know how big government happens, because that's not enough. You need to have some clarity. <laughs> so, so in our house, we have regulations, and regulations are born every day. Like, don't fart on your brother. Again. <laughs> um, the kids are great, and, and the reality is that, that we've done things, and in fact, at, at first I thought, oh, crap, we're never going to be able to do anything with kids. Uh, what I realized is that having, uh, you know, let's see, count their hands, uh, 20 extra hands and 20 extra feet, we've been able to accomplish things that 
you know, by, by perhaps by nature, I'm lazy, uh, I get them to carry my stuff now. And, it, and it's really inspiring to see a kid at 50 below zero huddled in a tent go out and chop firewood for me. It's fantastic. <laughs> so they're very tough. My son floated the, uh, the Golcana River outside the raft. He swam the whole river, 50 miles. Well, 50 miles of it, anyhow. Uh, craft was too, 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 too packed for him, I guess. <laughs> so... <laughs> I could scare you all with all kinds of crazy trips and, and horror stories, but I'm not going to do that. Uh, what I'm going to talk about is what it's like to prepare and, and, to, and, and to do this 1,000 hours in 100 days. I was always packing with my wife and cleaning. So every night after work, I'd come home, and I'd get right to it and try to catch up and, and get things moving along. This one night, I'm going out doing my work, and I step in a pile of cat crap. We don't own a cat. Where the hell did this cat crap come from? I find a shovel, scrape my shoe, throw the cat crap out, go back to my work a little bit, you know, frazzled because I've got a mission now. And the next night comes along, and I'm now looking for cat crap, and I find it. This time I didn't step in it, and I throw it out. Well, this goes on night after night after night. Cat shit everywhere. And, and, my frustration level is peaking, and I'm thinking, who the hell has a cat in the neighborhood? And where is this cat? What does it look like? I'm keeping an eye out for it, and, and I'm just going a little bit nuts. And I think, I can go door to door, and I can ask, do you have a cat? But I don't. And then I get in my mind's eye. I can't picture the cat, but I can see me strangling this cat. I'm losing my mind. I come home another night. And there's two piles of cat crap, and that was too much. And boof, cat crap out. And at the same time I'm taking care of this, the kids say, Dad, time for dinner. So I'm coming up the stairs, and I'm mad as hell. And I open up the door, and everyone's sitting at the table, and I say, that cat has got to die. And everyone's silent. No one even looks at me. <laughs> My wife says, what cat? I said, that cat that's been crapping in our yard for the last three weeks, am I the only one that pays any attention around here? <laughs> I must be, because I'm the only one picking up cat crap. And she looks at me, and like only a spouse can do, she bursts into hysterical laughter to support me. <laughs> and I'm waiting. Whatever's left of my patience is gone. <laughs> and she says... As she comes out of this hysterical laughter, that's not a cat. That's your son. <laughs> so, so she pulls me into the kitchen. I'm like, oh, crap. Swearing in front of the kids again. And she says, you need to start paying attention what's going on around here. Your son hasn't used the bathroom in over a year. He's been crapping in the backyard. <laughs> Pay attention to him. <laughs> so I sit down, we have dinner, and I'm trying to figure out in my head, okay, I'm strangling this kid, cat, you know, what's going on here? Losing my mind, and, and about halfway through dinner, he gets up. <laughs> I'm paying attention, because my wife told me to. <laughs> and he goes out the stairs, and I get up quietly, because I don't want to disturb him, 
whatever he might do. I look out the window, and sure enough, he's shitting in the backyard. <laughs> so all those regulations that we have, all the things that keep us moving and, and, and capable to function as a family of, of 10, a new regulation was born at, at, at that very moment. And I informed the kids, if you or your brother and sister crap in the backyard, you need to pick it up, not dad. Thank you. <laughs>